It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, August 10th. I'm Meredith Reddick with Raven News. When the Sitka Assembly meets tonight, it will decide whether to put an advisory question before local voters this fall that could help determine the future of the former Sitka Community Hospital building. The Assembly issued a request for proposals seeking bids to purchase or lease the hospital building in May. The city received at least one response to the RFP, but more information has not yet been publicly disclosed. According to a memo from City Planning Director Amy Ainsley, once the RFP review period ends on August 18th, the chosen proposal will be presented along with a potential sale ordinance at the August 24th meeting. The Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium is interested in purchasing the building, which it currently leases from the city to house long-term care. The Assembly can decide to sell the building without a public vote. If it decides to put it on the ballot, the vote would be advisory and would not bind the Assembly to any decisions about the sale. In other business, the Assembly will also consider repealing a section of city code on landslide management. According to a memo from City Administrator John Leach, the language and draft studies referenced in the city code are affecting home insurance policies and creating problems in Sitka's housing market. The Sitka Assembly meets at 6 p.m. tonight. Raven News will broadcast the meeting live following Alaska News Nightly. The filing period to run for a seat on the Sitka Assembly closed on Friday, and three candidates are in the running. KCW's Catherine Rose spoke with Dave Miller, a newbie to local politics but not to city government. While Dave Miller doesn't have experience in local politics, he knows how the city's sausage is made. He worked for the city for 25 years as a fire engineer and then chief of the fire department. In 2017, he applied for the vacant city administrator job, but later withdrew from the running. He served as acting administrator and acting police chief at different points during his tenure. And I always thought that it'd be a, after I retired, it'd be a good thing to do to help pay back what, what the city has done for me. I mean, by giving me a job, by helping, you know, raise my kids here in town and all that. I just thought it'd be a great thing to be able to help the city out and uh, run for office. So that's what I'm doing. If elected, Miller says he doesn't have specific legislation in mind to bring forward. I don't have any set goals to say, hey, I, you know, I want to sell this or buy this or do this or do that. I, I want to help do whatever I can for the people of the city and for the for the city itself and, you know, in the state, etc., um, to make things better if I can or or keep things moving along if they're running good now. He says he'd like to avoid increasing taxes or rates, but being familiar with the challenges of city budgeting, he says he can't make any promises. My goal would be to try not to increase taxes. I'm not for going out there and just doing it uh, randomly, increasing taxes to make people pay more. But if it, if it really needs to be done, then that's, I think, what we're going to have to do, or we're going to have to cut things that we're doing. You know, maybe we... Uh, you know, at one point there was discussion we we don't pave roads, like you know the side roads. We just let them go back to gravel. I'd really hate to see that, and I think most people would. That's just a dusty thing, man. But we need to figure out how to get money to to make those roads work. So there are a lot of uh, unknowns out there. I think when it comes to taxes and uh, all that, um, I'm going to do my best not to do it. But can I guarantee that I won't do it or vote for it? 
I can't do that. He says he's in favor of seeing the marine haul-out project through and likely in favor of selling the Sitka Community Hospital building, which the city still owns but currently leases to search. Um, There's a lot of maintenance and upkeep to be done on that building uh, over the next number of years. Uh, I guess if I needed to make a decision today, I would probably be saying it's probably something that we need to sell and, and move on with. But I haven't heard all all sides of the story uh, that are out there, and I'm more than willing to listen to those. And Miller says that philosophy will go with just about every decision he makes at the assembly table. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I, I love to talk. Um, I'll listen to what you have to say to Um, on just about any topic that you want to talk about. I'll try to figure it out. We may uh, not always agree, but I'll I'll at least listen to see what's there, and I'm open to changing my mind if that needs to happen. If Miller is elected, he will serve a three-year term on the Sitka Assembly. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. The $1 trillion federal infrastructure bill making its way through Congress could throw a life ring to Alaska's beleaguered ferry system. Coast Alaska's Jacob Resnick checked in with the governor's chief of staff, Randy Ruaro, about this potential windfall and for a general update on the executive's plans for the Alaska Marine Highway System. So Senator Lisa Murkowski is working on steering hundreds of millions of federal dollars to ferry systems. The language in the bill appears to heavily favor the Alaska Marine Highway System. Our question is, what's been the level of coordination from the governor's office with Alaska's delegation on this infrastructure bill? Uh, we've been talking about uh, uh, language changes and, and other, uh, you know, statutory changes uh, that would help the marine highway system for for uh, quite a few weeks now. And, you, you know, I think there is a very significant amount coming to Alaska for its ferries just by the language in the bill. Uh, for example, real quick, if you look at Section 71103, it's ferry service for rural communities. And I think that's a, a, a funding for a five-year period, and um, that's going to, I think, going to produce a very significant amount of funding for Alaska's ferry system. Uh, we, you know, we just don't know exactly how much uh, will come out of that formula yet, but it will be substantial. And so we're already making plans on our end on how to uh, best, you know, get the highest and best use of the funds, you know, for the system. Okay, and Governor Dunleavy signed House Bill 63 last month, which creates an oversight board for the ferry system. Where are we on appointing members to that board from the executives for when it um, goes into effect, I think, in October? We are taking applications now and uh, hope to have, you know, people seated, you know, fairly soon. You know, if I'm aware of folks that that would be interested, I'll be forwarding those names in. But uh, anyone with uh, hopefully some of Marine marine experience can apply. And, and if someone's interested that's listening, they can uh, contact Courtney Enright in our Anchorage office, uh, and she'll get you an application. Great. Could you give us an update on the Tustamina replacement? Because uh, in order to harness the federal highway dollars, the money's got to be programmed into the state's formal request of the federal government. I think the design is very close to being completed uh, for that boat. There's a section in the infrastructure bill that's caught our attention that may have some relevance to that project or not. Uh, It's uh, Section 71102, which provides funds for an electric or low-emitting ferry ferry, uh, program. And so that's a a ferry that's built to use alternative fuels. 
um, and there's some funding that's that's tied to that uh, new type of ferry, I guess, in this program. It may be possible to use some of the funds that are appropriated uh, through this uh, program for uh, a low emissions ferry that could tie into the design of the Tustamina. I'm, I'm just not I'm not 100% sure yet, but we're looking at it. Okay, that's interesting because I, I had thought that that request had come more from the Skagway Working Group looking for kind of a short-range ferry in Upper Lynn Canal. I didn't know that, that there was proven that electric ferries or even hybrids could do the kind of range out to southwest Alaska. Technically, I'm not sure if that type of a ferry would work for a long-range run, but uh, I guess uh, legally within the terms of the infrastructure bill, it looks like you know there's nothing that eliminates uh, a long-range ferry from uh, being eligible under the program. So uh, we're still, you know, taking it apart, uh, the language, and, and then we'll see technically, you know, whether anything fits. Okay. And uh, the Alaska class ferries, they've not seen much action, but we read that the crew quarters would be added to the Hubbard, um, which hasn't, hasn't been in service yet, but that would extend its range and allow it to do uh, a lot more routes. Uh, what's the state's plan for the other ferry built in Ketchikan, the Taslina? You're correct. The crew quarters will give the Hubbard a lot of flexibility and we'll get it into service and moving. Um, the the Taslina, the other vessel, uh, you know, we're looking at also building some capital projects like Cascade Point that would allow a run from Juneau up Lynn Canal and back uh, and, and not uh, necessarily need crew quarters for an overnight overnight crew. Um, so we're working with uh, Gold Belt on Cascade Point. Um, and then that ferry, uh, that would be the probably the best fit for that ferry. How far along is that? Because my understanding with that conceptual project, that would only operate in the summer, in the warmer months. It would be a seasonal uh, terminal, um, and I, I'd have to check. I know that uh, Gold Belt's working on the, the design and the, the lease offer and some other terms that aren't final yet, but um, we, we're hoping that can move along pretty fast. Randy, I want to thank you for taking the time to speak with Coast Alaska. Yeah, thank you. That was Coast Alaska's Jacob Resnick talking ferries with Governor Dunleavy's Chief of Staff, Randy Ruaro. Before joining the governor's office, Ruaro was a legislative aide for Sitka Republican Senator Burt Stedman. And taking a look at Sitka's weather forecast for today and tomorrow, today we'll see rain with highs in the lower 60s and southwest winds 15 to 20 miles an hour. Tonight, scattered rain showers in the evening, then numerous rain showers late, Lows in the lower 50s and southwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Tomorrow, rain likely with highs around 60 and south winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. And tomorrow night, cloudy with rain in the evening and then chance of rain late. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.